Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Ryan Huang. It's been just over a year since the UK-Singapore Digital Economy Agreement entered into force. For those who might not know, it's the world's first trade agreement to contain specific commitments on law tech. In the deal, there are provisions promoting electronic contracts and signatures, secure international data flows, and protection of key proprietary information. While this is a significant step for the law sector, which is traditionally known to be resistant and averse to automation or change in general. For more insights on the progress observed, we're joined by Mike Freer, Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for the UK's Ministry of Justice. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Mike. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Now, we also have Raj Panasar, founder of Law Ferry, and they are a tech firm that's working to automate client documentation and contracts, tokenize assets and payments, among others. Good morning, Raj. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, great having you guys on. Now, Mike, let's start off with you. So, more than a year now since the agreement started, what sort of progress have you seen specific to the law industry so far? I think the, uh, the big issue on law tech is the fact that we're seeing a massive uh, increase in tempo. Law firms are realising the opportunities of just the basic of digitisation of their processes. But the use of tech to really incre- increase their productivity, not just like reading documents, but that's the interpretation of documents. And great firms like Law Fairy are really changing the way many of our law firms are able to operate. So I think it's a massive improvement on productivity, but also it gives us huge opportunities for global hubs on legal services to really see the march on our competition. Yeah, there is uh, some significance there. Now, Raj, let's get you to weigh on the matter. What were some of the challenges you faced in convincing law businesses to adopt technology before this deal came into play? And how has that changed so far? So law firms, my experience is they like to move in packs. No one itches Mm. to be a first mover. But when an international agreement is entered into about a digital economy, it refers to law tech in bright lights with a definition and section dedicated to it. Law firms begin to understand that the pack exists and all of a sudden there's an impetus to adopt that along with the excitement about generative AI is it's causing law firms to be apprehensive about not having transformative tech. And I think it's undoubtedly having an acceleration effect on adoption. They realize now if they don't, they will go the way of the dinosaurs. And Raj, uh, of course, you are the founder of Law Ferry on say a company developed an engine that's capable of generating virtually any legal document regardless of complexity in mere seconds. So that's really useful and productive. And keep in mind that the law sector hinges on accuracy. It's also risk-averse, especially when it comes to ensuring originality of documents, for example. How do you ensure that your tech preserves the integrity of all that? Yes, yeah, so and law, law theory doesn't just preserve the integrity of all of that. It, it is fundamentally premised on it. Remember that I was a partner in two international law firms, so I have an intimate understanding of the need for accuracy and originality. Law theory uses deterministic technology that doesn't, it doesn't hallucinate. That drives mm-hmm. accuracy levels that is way beyond the human. So as for originality, the originality of each law firm can be embedded in the language that Law Ferry delivers to the client. And if the lawyer wants to be even more original in the moment, the lawyer can edit the language in real time. Law Ferry does all of this while turning weeks of work into seconds. People just don't believe it until they see it, but when they do, the penny really does drop. 
Yeah, so that issue with uh, hallucination of ChatGPT and other chatbots is an issue, but um, as you outlined, it's not an issue for your technology. I've uh, been hearing from Raj Panacea. He's the founder of Law Ferry. Uh, also on the line, Mike Freer, Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for the UK's Ministry of Justice. And it's been over a year since the UK-Singapore Digital Economy Agreement has entered into force. And one of the sectors in focus is the law sector. Uh, Mike, can you share more specific examples of how the UK law tech and legal services sector are working hand-in-hand with Singapore companies? What we've seen is the the role of the UK government is to just facilitate the environment. Uh, We're not in the business of picking winners and we're trying to forecast winners. That's not our job. But we're seeing investment of up to about $2 into the sector. The UK government is providing uh, seed money, but also helping both firms and our universities to provide like innovation labs. Some of the corporate organizations are providing like uh, incubation facilities so that we can support the sector as it grows. We've got some great firms already doing really well, but we see the sector as a massive transformational move, not just for the law firms, but also within government. The whole administration of justice is ripe for the use of uh, better technology. And so our job is to make sure the environment is supportive to tech startups and those further down um, the development line. Um, But largely, my job is to talk to my counterparts in places like uh, Singapore to make the environment as business-friendly as possible. Yeah, talk about environment, Mike. So what has been some of the challenges you face so far, especially when you think about the differences between a law firm that's perhaps more forward when it comes to technology versus law firms that might not? So there's sometimes a bit of a gap. Is there something you might need to reconcile on that front? I think the fear is always the fear of, um, of change. We all are used to our legacy systems, even if we grumble about them. Um, and so the, the shift from just modernizing an existing legacy system is a very different shift to moving real state-of-the-art, cutting-edge uh, law tech. And so people are nervous of using a very different and transformative type of technology. And our job in government, the working with the sector, is to try and like, hold the sector's hands as they transition from their legacy systems uh, to the latest technology, which should be transformational. So people are resistant to change, they are nervous of it, but we're confident now that the, the sector is maturing nicely and they will be able to make massive impact, both in productivity, but also in places like access to justice. It really is going to be a game changer for legal services. Yeah, game changer perhaps. Uh, Raj, how has this agreement helped your company and when it comes to opportunities perhaps you might not have expected? The interest I've seen from prospective clients and also from other law tech companies to collaborate and supercharge what they do, that has been palpable. It's honestly very difficult to know if this would not have happened or would have happened without the digital economy agreement. But personally, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Okay, and Mike, just to wrap things up, when it comes to the dollars and cents, when you talk about digital tech that's going to be helping law firms save costs further down the road, how significant is this? How can you quantify it in order to sell it to someone who might be thinking about going on this journey to digitalize? I think the the key is that what we've seen is law tech is reliable. Uh, Their ability to, as a law firm does, read documents in seconds and guide firms to conclusions. They still have to have that sort of human overview, as Ralph said, to stop it hallucinating. The productivity gains and the ability for law firms to actually speed up the service they provide to their clients, I think is going to be revolutionary. But like any change, people are nervous, but we're confident that the systems are there. And with great firms that we brought out to Singapore, there's absolutely no reason why our law firms shouldn't um, make the change and, and get those 
those productivity gains get those the edge against our competition. And so we're confident that two great legal hubs that are London and Singapore can really set the agenda here. All right. Thanks, gentlemen, for sharing those insights with us today. And it's been over a year since the UK-Singapore Digital Economy Agreement entered into force. And helping us unpack that has been Mike Freer, Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for the UK's Ministry of Justice, and Raj Panasar, founder of Law Tech Company, Law Ferry. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.